Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast, number 32. We're going to talk today about your class setup in the water. We're talking about instructors that have assistants or shadows or people that follow them around in their class. My name is Jeff. I will be your host for today. Let's get started. As I said, we are starting our podcast today about instructors with assistants and what do you do in your program when you have new staff that are joining in and need to be trained in the water. So they may have the technical skills available, but they're not ready to be teaching on their own. So how do you pair them together with your veteran instructors to get a good quality swim lesson and a good training environment for your new staff? We're going to talk about how you set up your class, uh, how you integrate these new swim instructors into your program, and what role they're going to take under the assistant guys. So as we get dive into this, let me know what you think of the format, and we'll see if we can do more of this in the future. Feel free to leave a comment on iTunes. Your honest review definitely makes a huge difference when we're talking about this podcast. Uh, also, if you're interested at all, you can... Also, send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com, or you can connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. As we look into this, uh, we're talking about how when you have new staff and they start, you're going to send them through your training program. Now, typically, that's going to be you're going to give them the training workbook. Uh, we offer one, the Swimming Lessons Ideas Swim Instructor Training Workbook. And then you're going to give them some sort of video supplement or practical supplement so they can see uh, what those skills are and how to do them actually in the water. And then you're going to also get them teaching. And we don't want to just throw our staff right into the water without any... um, like any expertise or any experience at all, we don't want to just throw them into a class saying, now you know all the different strokes, you know, start teaching. You know, that's not what we want to do. We want to kind of gradually introduce them into our program. So how we do that in our program is we have them shadow. And we call it a shadow because they're going to follow around a veteran instructor and learn how it everything works in practice. Right, so they're going to be in the class with the veteran swim instructor, and they're actually going to be that swim instructor shadow. They're going to do what they do, they're going to say the same things, and then they're going to do the same activities. Now, the idea here being that the veteran instructor is both going to be teaching the class and the new swim instructor how to do things correctly, and keeping an eye on, you know, typical pain points. You know, don't hold the body here, hold it like this. You know, don't say okay at the end of your sentence, give commands. And we're going to talk about things like that to our trainees or to our shadows uh, when we're training them in the water. So our topic for today is training new staff with assistance um, or teaching a large class with assistance. So an assistance, so having multiple people in the class as a teacher role. Now, we're going to generally do this at the beginning of a season, so in the summer, at the beginning of the summer or in the fall, uh, at the beginning of a swim lesson or a season, the beginning of the school year, or in the winter after New Year's. Those are generally our major new sessions 
Uh, and then in the spring, immediately before summer. So people getting ready to get in the water. And this time, we usually see a large influx of new swimmers, but we also see a large influx of new swim instructors. So what we're going to do is, like I said, we're going to give them that training guide. So they're going to take advantage of the training workbook. If we have any online video stuff, which we have a little bit, we'll have them watch that and go through it. And then we actually have them do a practical learning in the water. They go through the two, three-day training that we have outlined in the swim instructor book. And then we have them shadow. So we do this for a full class session. And because we're looking forward, we're not looking to have our trainees teaching at the beginning of a new session with new people. You know, we want our trainees and our staff to be with us on a long-term basis. So our goal is to train them, and we know they're going to stick around because we're going to give them the tools they need to be a quality, good swim instructor. So they will go ahead and get in the water after they've learned their, their technical skills. You know, they know what a streamline is. They know what a front glide is. Uh, they've gone through the training workbook. Once they've done that, they're going to get in the water with the veteran instructor, so the instructor that's been in teaching before. And they're going to be that person's shadow or assistant or trainee. And the main teacher, that veteran teacher, is going to basically be the conductor. They're going to be the person that says, all right, here's what we're doing, and here's what you want to focus on, and here's the order we're going to go in. And they're going to be the guide that determines everything. They're going to be one in charge of that class. And the shadow is, during the instruction giving phase, not going to talk. They're just going to be silent and stand next by and the veteran instructor will say, okay, we're going to do bobs. Everybody go underwater three times. Go down to your shoulder, and if you can, go up to your nose. And then they're going to engage on a personal basis. You know, Johnny, you did a great job going underwater. Billy, you did a great job going underwater. Sally, well done putting your face in the water. At the same time, during that activity when everybody's engaged, the shadow is expected to initiate that same feedback as the main instructor. So they're there to watch and learn do the same things that that person does, and then to mimic it or to shadow, to follow what that first person said. So when the main instructor is saying, uh, focus on putting your chin in the water and your nose in the water, the shadow has an expectation that they're going to also look for those same things. Billy, you also put your face in the water. Well done. You know, it's an added level of feedback and follow-up. And they need to be engaged and active. And we talk, we make it clear to these shadows that they have to be a part of the class and they should listen for the instructions and then follow through by saying um, the same things to the kids that the main instructor does if it's warranted if it deserves that feedback if they're unsure then they could ask the main instructor you know is this right is this how they're doing it correctly and then the main instructor can respond appropriately uh, so then let's say if we were doing front glides and we're working with a class that is younger and needs a lot more help. The main instructor would say something like, we're going to do front glides, remember to put your arms in the water in front of you, put your face in the water, and then reach out in front to my shoulders, and we're going to do it together. And Billy, you're going to be first. At that point, the assistant or the shadow would watch how it's done, and then practice and do it with another child. So Sally, are you ready? We're going to do it together now. And the main instructor is going to do the activity with everybody, but the shadow is also going to do the main activity with everybody. So usually the main instructor starts at the top of the line and works their way down. 
the shadow would start at the bottom and work their way up. Now sometimes this isn't immediately clear and the main instructor might need to tell the shadow, here's what you're expected to be doing. You need to be, you know, do the same thing I'm doing, watch how it works, and do that with everybody once. And then listen to the feedback I give and give that same feedback. And your focus, your goal would be to get the mouth in the water and to get the body up at the surface. Now, as I'm explaining this and talking about this in this podcast, actually, it reminds me, I've been teaching the parent taught class in our program for the last few weeks uh, to fill in and, and, you know, just to refresh my skills. And how interesting this is, the same way you teach the parent taught class is basically the same way you would teach a shadow how to, how to teach a class. Because essentially a parent talk class is, you know, half doing the activities with the kids, singing the songs, and like interacting with the youngest swimmers, the six-month to three-year-olds. But it's also a huge component of that is teaching the parents how to be a swim instructor, how to actually get their kids to do the things that you want them to do. So a huge component of the parent talk class, and especially the way it's run in our program, is that we're also teaching the parent how to be a swim instructor to their own child. You know, we're teaching the parent, here's how you hold the kid, here's what you're looking for, here's the activity that you're going to do and what your focus is and what you should be attempting during this activity time. You know, as we follow the lesson plans that are in the Swim Lesson Starter Kit, which is a great resource you can find at swimminglessonsideas.com slash swimminglessons. And if you go there, you'll see um, these lesson plans in the Starter Kit. And you just follow the blocks. You follow the one, two, three, four, five, you know, and it goes in order. And each one has a little description that says, here's what your focus is. Here's what you should be doing. And you tell that to the parents. And then they do it with their kids. And then they have, then they're basically, you're basically training them to be a swim instructor to their own child. So you can do the same thing to our shadow and training. This is a really neat thing that I don't think I've conceptually put together before until right now. This is kind of an exciting moment for uh, us right here because there is the similarity between, you know, swim instructing, training a shadow, and then teaching a parent talk class. It's very similar in this respect. Um, so as you're doing this activity, like I said, with the main class, the main instructor, the veteran instructor, they're going to say, you know, here's our task. Here are the focuses. We're going to do it together. And then the shadow should also do the same thing, focusing on the same things. Now, if they're comfortable and they know, you know, uh, keep your head down on freestyle, they can definitely say that even though it may not be an explicitly stated focus skill because they've gone through our training program, they know that a huge component of swimming is to put your face down and look straight at the bottom. Um, all right, so you were in the beginning of the session. We are training someone for the first few days, for the first month or so, or the first full class period. So we have the consistency of the, the main instructor and then the shadow instructor. So there's this two-person class. And the instructor dictates the specific activities. They explain the focus, and then the shadow follows through. And they reiterate or they repeat the things that the main instructor says. And we do it for about uh, one class period. So a month, or we do it for about um, like one month. So we have class periods that extend longer than a month, but we generally don't have someone shadow for that long. Three to four classes only, uh, three days worth of classes. So 
it may be more classes total, but three weeks worth of classes. Uh, if they're working on multiple days. Uh, and depending, and again, it depends on the instructor. If they're more capable, then we can get them in the next session, so uh, into a new class. Another way that you can do these assistants or have an instructor and in setting up your class is you can have a co-teacher, so two people that are running a class of five people or less. Now, and this would be two people that are not clearly in charge. Maybe they're taking turns saying what's going on, or if you have a problem child, uh, you would have the second teacher. Uh, the problem that you look in, you get into when you have this is the too many cooks in the kitchen syndrome or circumstance, and that's when you have no clear leader, no clear direction because you have two people that are competing with themselves on what they're going to do next. So we try to avoid that. I don't think we there's a situation in our program where we ever have two instructors. Uh, it's always just one instructor uh, is clearly in charge, and then we have people that follow up by um, being assistants or being um, shadows in this case that we're talking about. So you would never have... Well, I don't want to say that. It's not a good idea. It's not recommended to have two co-teachers in one class. Re split the class in half to get the size smaller or have there be a clear designated, this person is going to dictate the class and how it works and this person is going to be the assistant or the shadow or the uh, helper. And there's really only a few times that we're going to do uh, a non-training shadow or a non-training assistant. Uh, so someone who maybe two veteran instructors and the only time that we would do that is if we had a five person class and there was one or two people that were wildly disruptive and they needed that one-on-one -on -one, you know restated focus or task on task uh, management so the main instructor and what's really important here and this is kind of interesting because a lot of programs get this wrong and they get this wrong at this crucial point and we've done it in the past, and, and we learn from these mistakes, and that's why I want to share it with you. So a lot of people will, um, a lot of programs, I say, they will have a class. You know, maybe, Let's say there's a four-person class, and there's one teacher, and they have one child that freaks out and is just a crier, right? You've heard the term, like, they're a crier. They just cry, so we got to manage them in a specific, special way. What we train our staff to do is we want that crier person to know that they're not getting any special treatment because they're crying, right? We're gonna, you know, our primary focus is we wanna make a positive, happy, exciting, you know, engaging environment that is interesting and safe. But we don't want our kids, who are the youngest people, to be dictating the terms of the class, right? The swim instructor is in charge, and that authority is important because it's a potentially dangerous environment and it sets up the teacher-student relationship. It's something that they're already aware of. So we want to reinforce that. So we don't want to let the child take over the class and determine what they're going to do based on their whims because they're here to learn swimming. They're not here to run a swim class because they don't know how to do that. For, you know, um, That's why they're in the swim lessons. So we train our staff to say, okay, if there's a crying person, we're still going to engage them. You, know, you can stand there and cry. That's fantastic. We're going to be positive to that person. We're going to be... Uh, you know, we're going to let them be uh, upset or unhappy, and that's fine. But we also need to constantly come back to them and engage them in the class. So do you want to do a front glide? Okay, yes or no. You know, give them the opportunity to deny or, or decline. And if they're crying and freaking out, they don't have to participate. But we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep asking. 
Now, if it's so disruptive that it's totally derailing the entire class as a whole, we might put in a secondary co-teacher just to manage that one person. So when it gets to their turn, the main instructor can say, hey, are you interested in doing this? If the kid is still crying and says no, then the, the assistant teacher can then hop in and say, hey, let's do this. You know, spend that extra time to convince, to co, co uh, like convince and coax and get that child ready to go. And maybe it takes a little longer, but this assistant is not running the class. They're not, you know, all they're doing is they're just reiterating, giving another opportunity at a little more focus for this crying or disruptive child. So uh, we don't separate the class out. We're not going to give a kid that cries their own private lesson where a swim instructor just holds the kid in their arms and walks around in circles. You know, you've all seen these programs that put the crying kid with one person and they just walk around or are basically useless for a session. You know, that's not what we're, we're, we want to do. You know, we want to have everybody as part of the group and then we want everyone to participate. And we can do that by being fully engaged with them. You know, you, you hit up child number one, number two, number three, number four is the crier. You say, are you interested in participating? Nope. Okay. Well, let's do this then. Give them an alternate option. They decline that, then move on to the next kid. So then you go back to one. Okay, one, two, three, crying kid number four. Do you want to do this again? They decline. Give them a second option. Okay, well, if you're not going to do that, how about this? They decline. You say, okay, and then you move on. So they stay in the class, and they're constantly being asked to participate, and they're a part of the group, and they're a part of the class, but they're not derailing it based on, or derailing it based on their crying or their upsetness. Well, it's kind of the, 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 the total here for uh, having a class set up with the instructor and assistants. Um, one thing to hit on, if you have your swim instructors doing the end of session reports, and some programs are different, they will have the end of their session. The veteran instructors will fill out the end of session reports. So here's what the kid did in this level. Here's what level they're in. Here's the skills they worked on. Here's where they're at. Um, in these cases, the veteran, the older, the more experienced instructor, not older, but the person who's been on your program for longer as an employee, they're going to write out these forms, not the assistant. Okay, because the assistant is their first time, the shadow. It's going to be the primary instructor's responsibility to fill out any end-of-session reports. Uh, so just to go over this again, generally uh, when we have new swim instructors, they go through our swim instructor training workbook. Uh, you can get it at Amazon or you can get the digital copy. We are working on publishing Section 2, which is the more detailed discussion-oriented version uh, which talks about how to do certain things, like what is command language and why it's important, um, what are waves, what do we mean by that, what do we mean by one-on-one, -on -one? What, what do we mean by the rotation method. So all the teaching tools on how to be an effective swim instructor, that's what we go in section two, and we're working on getting that. So if you get the digital version, you'll get that update when it goes live. Uh, if you have the physical copy, uh, you will need to get a new copy of that because... It's printed as of whatever's finished at the time. So uh, we have it in our program, but it's not ready for print and for you know public use. So uh, we're definitely working on getting that set. Um, but you can we use those tools to then 
set up our training course. So that's our training program for our swim instructors. And then the next portion of that is to shadow and to actually get some practical in the water swim lesson experience where those new people are in the water as a shadow, as an assistant to a veteran instructor. And during their shadowing experience, they're not running the class. They're just a part, they're like an assistant. And the veteran instructor is dictating, you know, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing next. Uh, and then giving the clear goals, you know, work on looking down on your front glide and kicking your feet. And then the assistant's going to do that, that activity with the class uh, at the same time as the main instructor. And they're also going to be hitting on those two main points. You know, kicking your feet. Okay, make sure you kick, make sure you kick. You didn't kick last time, kick this time. And then put your face down uh, in this example case. So they're really just there to help out. The main teacher also needs to give them feedback. You know, you did this well, but you, you need to improve on that. And that's something that you might need to talk about if they're peers. So if you have someone in the same peer group, so if you have two 18-year-olds that are working together and they're friends, you might need to be explicit with them and say, hey, I have an expectation that this person, the veteran instructor, is going to tell you how to do this better. And I need you to, re I need you to be receptive to that uh, and to explicitly state that because for peers, it's not as easy for them to say, okay, you're going to be giving feedback. You didn't do this right. Here's how you can do it better. You know, they may be like, uh, less likely to, you know, want to cause trouble or to assert their authority or or knowledge over someone else. So when I when our our managers explicitly tell the shadows, you're going to be told how to do this better, and I need you to be receptive to that. We see that it's a lot easier for the veteran instructor to then give the feedback in the first place. All right, I think I've gone a little longer than I was liking to with this. I'd like to know what you think. You know, how do you set up your class with a shadow or with an assistant? You know, is this something that you do? How do you go about doing it? Is this something that you are interested in? Um, and I hope, you know, hopefully this is of use to you. And I, I assume that it is um, based on what you look at on our website, not what you've, questions I've asked and emails that you've sent to jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. So if you find this interesting, you know, the only uh, thing I'd like you to do is send me an email, connect with me on Twitter, or just respond in a comment uh, or of some kind. Whether that's on iTunes or the website, leave a comment on this post. Um, and let me know, you know, what do you do with your new instructors and how do you walk them into your program? Do you have them shadow? Do you have them act as an assistant? Uh, are they, you know, is it a mentorship program? Uh, what is your process on how you get your new instructors after they've been trained on the language and the lingo of swimming lessons, how do you get them teaching? You know, what's the transition there between the book learning and then the practical? You can connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas.com or you can email me jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, I definitely look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, and thank you for your effort in trying to make swim lessons better. I know that in the future, working together, we can make better swim lessons tomorrow. Thanks very much.